Hello and welcome. I'm Maggie Batista. I'm a business guide, storyteller, and the host of the We Are Magic podcast. I'm also a human existing through our crazy, beautiful times. We Are Magic is a podcast on peace, personal growth, and entrepreneurship. In this space, I share stories, lessons, and discoveries at the intersection of inner transformation and entrepreneurial manifestations. I'm here to help you connect to your magic, your soul work, the blend of all those things that make you unique. So you feel empowered to create work that feels truly aligning. I'm so glad you're here. holding yourself today? How are you comforting yourself and showing yourself all sorts of compassion? I hope you're holding yourself with compassion, lots of compassion. Today's episode is a deep one. It's a blend of an experience I had recently along with a reminder from my inner voice. Now I've talked about my inner voice on this podcast before, The inner voice is, well, for me anyway, it's the soul speaking, speaking its truth, speaking its knowing, speaking from our intuition. And my inner voice, which comes from my soul, guides me toward what's best for me in my work and in my life. And I'd like to first share the little experience from the character of Maggie, the personality of Maggie the mind, you know, the ego. And then I'll reveal a message from my inner voice that helped me pull this together, that reminded me that everything is always working out for me, and that all of it comes back to me knowing, me inside of me, knowing what's best for me. Recently, one sunny afternoon, one of those last 70-degree days of New England sunshine, out of the blue, or so it felt like that in the moment, I had a feeling that I wanted to get out of my home and go to the ocean. I rationalized that a friend of mine worked near there and perhaps I could pop in on her to say hello and change my view, change my perspective on my day, get out of the work and into her sparkling energy. I had been so embedded in the work of running my own business plus the work of some particularly poignant and potent changes going on in my life. Working on the sale of my house and a move to a place by the sea and making various appointments before I moved further away from what has been my most familiar civilization for the last 20 years or so. You know, it was the very basic work of day-to-day existence that can sometimes feel tedious and uncomfortable. Suddenly, out of the blue, my head popped up from my laptop and I got the message inside of me that I didn't need to remain buried in my computer, that the weather was so very beautiful outside and the light supremely golden, 
that these days that blended both warm sun rays and cool sea breezes were rapidly coming to a close, that I had done more than enough and it was time for rest, that I needed to rest more and work less. I believe it was some random Wednesday and I definitely heard that I needed to work less on Wednesdays. So as I got on my way, I did reach out to my friend. She was in a meeting. So that was a signal that the meaning of this outing was not about seeing my spiritual friend, but the weather was too beautiful to skip this trip, so I kept driving. I stopped by the ocean as planned and took a short walk, listening to the waves rushing the sand, the children so intensely happy, the friends and family catching up on the day. And then I walked to a harbor, boats, bopping up and down in the waves as the sun speckled them with the early evening light. Everything was glistening and beautiful, and I sat with my body by the sea for about 15 minutes. I felt so much ease and so much alignment. And then I got into my car to explore more of the area, and as I was driving through the wilting and beautiful trees, through the colorful medley of red and gold and rusted leaves, up and down the rolling hills of since-harvested farmland, weaving by the patches of marshy ocean waters, I was mild and mellow, maybe not fully at peace, but most definitely feeling easeful, feeling like my shoulders could drop into my vessel and relax. And then, well, the phone rang. And I got some news that ultimately caused me to slip into a moment where I felt angry. I felt put upon. I felt taken advantage of. I felt unprotected. And I felt not heard and not seen. The call was about five minutes. And still, it was long enough to create such feelings of anger. But once I hung up, while I was still generally angry, I had no one to be angry with at the moment. I was too busy driving through the trees, the leaves, the farmland, and the marshy open waters. And the sun was setting through all this partially lush and partially languid nature. And how could I remain 100% angry when there was so much beauty around me? And then I received another call. It was a follow-up on the first, and it created even more tension and tightness in me. The swath of anger returned and rolled through me again. I felt all the same things as before. I felt angry. I felt put upon. I felt taken advantage of. I felt unprotected, and I felt not heard and not seen. And this second call felt like my time was being wasted. I told the caller I would speak to them again once I was home and not driving. And as I drove in silence, I remembered all these similar feelings from the week prior. Something similar had happened. I had been at home, though. I was busy living my life and doing my work smack in the middle of a thousand tasks. And I stopped everything midstream to listen to the news and in turn develop huge feelings of anger and fear. 
I was so angry then. Without the time to pause, without the knowing to pause, without the perspective to pause, that I said things and did things that were not in my highest and best interest. I reacted so quickly, so swiftly, and with so much fervor and intense heat that I know now that I did not help the situation. I hindered it. But this moment, in this moment, driving from the sea through rolling farmland, all overgrown and glistening with golden streaks imbued and diffused by the setting sun, I flashed back to the week prior and I flashed forward to now and I decided to do something different. Because you see, I decided that I didn't want to sit in my level 10 anger when I was already busy witnessing nature, the beauty of the sea, the glow of a sunset, the colorful medley of the red and gold and rusted leaves. I decided to get home and quietly investigate these feelings back to their origin. And then I decided to pull at the strands of their origin with someone close to me. And then I decided, no, I remembered that resistance, in this case anyway, is a form of not aligning with what is true and present in this moment. And if I was in alignment with my soul, to be in alignment with my soul would mean to investigate this resistance and release it. Did this news instigate feelings of anger? Yes. Did this news instigate my original feelings of resentment from decades earlier? The feelings holding me in resistance today? Perhaps. But was this situation similar to what happened back then? Absolutely not. I decided that I didn't need to control this reality I was in today. I didn't need to dominate this situation in some way. I simply needed to feel my feelings, acknowledge my fear, and drop it. A trusting being, one in best relationship with their inner voice, with the self, with the cosmos, with everything, may not need to project their fear on all the situations to come. Why am I sharing the story with you today? Why does it matter? It matters because my body, my intuition, my inner being, my soul got me out into nature such that I could feel so connected to it that as surprising news hit me and even contributed to me experiencing rapidly rising feelings of deep resentment, I had the space and time and perspective to pause, perform self-inquiry, and take the next best aligned action for me, which in this case was to release the resistance. I'm telling you this story because my body, my intuition, my inner being knew what I needed, what my mind and ego would need way before I received this surprising news. My soul knew that I needed a pause to rest and return to my alignment, my true alignment. My trip to the sea was not necessarily about seeing my friend, though that would have been lovely. It was a communication that nature could be a salve, and if anything arose, which it did, I could feel the feelings, but also 
the perspective to pause and release resistance. When I think back on these moments now, I think that we often seek soothing and salve from outside of us, from parents or friends or loved ones. We are taught that teachers know the answers, that doctors know the answers, that successful people, whatever that means, know the answers, that gurus know the answers, that everyone else knows how to bring us back to center. But the only real truth is that we know what's best for us. I know what's best for me. You know what's best for you. We can be our greatest comforters, like a warm blanket that wraps us up during times that are discomforting. And in order for that part of us to come forth, to comfort and hold us, we may need to find our unique path to our unique alignment. We are magic after all. And it's the magic that reveals our alignment path and all the beautiful things we can do through our alignment. Now, this leads me to the message from my inner voice that came through three weeks prior to this experience. I'm going to share that now and come back with a few final words. Okay, here you go. She is held. She is held. We are all held. We hold ourselves. We are our greatest comforters. And not just the blanket. We are our greatest comforters too. And I did that for her because she loves words. We are our greatest comforters. We hold her. We hold others. We can hold others. The mind has wondered whether or not her inner voice, me, could, should, would, can be shared with others. She's wondered that. The mind is scared of that. The mind is fearful of that. The body feels very good about that. The soul feels very good about that. We want her mind to know when she's ready. We would be so happy to do that with her and for others. Tender, tender-hearted souls. We like tender-hearted souls. Well, gosh, I feel so loved when I allow my inner voice to come through. And I hope that you feel the love in those words for you, too. My inner voice is most certainly holding me, but I hear a message in those words for all of us. And lastly, I hope all these thoughts and concepts and messages are helpful to you. And as always, Use all of your discernment to take whatever feels good and leave all the rest. Thank you for listening to the We Are Magic podcast, created by me and produced by Abby Circatella. You can read more about me 
and my online courses at wearemagic.studio. It's a space where I support embodied entrepreneurs as they make beautiful things to inspire and serve their communities. Until next time, may your peace bring you all sorts of magic today. Today.